Welcome to Around the Table. Evangelism and discipleship are inextricably linked. One flows from the other, and every believer has a role to play in sharing Christ and teaching others. That's one insight gleaned from a recent elder body study of the book of Acts. So what do you think of when you hear the word evangelist? Do you picture a a man on a street corner speaking into a mic, or is it about leaving one's home and dressing differently and learning a new language and visiting a tribe in Africa to share the gospel? What, What does it really mean? Recently, we were encouraged to study the book of Acts together, and in doing so, we found our perceptions of what it means to be an evangelist, and it changed, and we we thought about discipleship and how discipleship and evangelism are really connected. So I'm Brother Ken Wietrich from the Indianapolis Congregation, and I'm here today with Brother Ted. Why don't you introduce yourself, Brother Ted? Hi, I'm Ted Steffen from the Alto Michigan Congregation, and just really appreciate the uh, opportunity to spend some time together discussing what we've learned as we studied the book of Acts. You know, Brother Ken, in answer to your question, I've had many times when I've had misperceptions about what it is to be an evangelist or what is evangelism. And this study has really helped me to solidify in my mind uh, the simplicity of it and not make it more than what it is. Another thing that's really helped me is understanding better the definition of gospel. Mm. In the past, evangelist, gospel, sharing the gospel, those have always been intimidating to me. From a perspective of not that I couldn't share it, but was I doing it right? And just understanding the simplicity of the gospel uh, gave me a, a lot of courage to be able to share and then realize that evangelism is just that, just sharing the gospel. And, um, you know, one of the things that was, I don't know, helpful to me as I studied was to um, break down the, the scripture in Matthew 28. And I just maybe like to share a few comments about that, Brother Ken. Um, yeah. So this, this verse in Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, uh, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. As I studied that, Ken, I actually found three of the four uh, pillars of our church, three of the four missions, I should say, of our church uh, embedded in that verse. And I just want to kind of break that down and just sh- sh- show you what I've learned and and um, so several of the translations of, of that verse, rather than say go, uh, would use terms like having gone or as you go, teach. And this idea of teach is literally to make disciples of all nations. And that's that picture of sharing the gospel, uh, telling people about the truth of what Christ has done, about God's holiness and our brokenness. And then it goes on, it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them, 
which is causing them to learn. And as I think about that concept, it's, it's really embedded in the nurturing the believer. Um, and then this word observe. I was fascinating to, uh, to study that and, and realize that there are several translations of that word observe. Some of them are like keep, preserve, hold fast. As I thought about that, what are we keeping? What are we preserving? What are we holding fast? It's the commandments of Christ, and it's that's, in, in essence, uh, preserving sound doctrine. So, so while that verse uh, on its face looks like the, the hallmark verse of evangelism, it actually contains other, uh, other aspects of, of the mission of the church, too, which is to nurture the believer and, and preserve sound doctrine. So, Brother Ken, why don't you share some of the thoughts of, of your misperceptions or, or how you, um, the study of Acts has helped you through that? Well, I'm I'm tracking with you because, you know, left without thinking about it or studying it, it does seem like two separate gifts or responsibilities, discipleship and evangelism. It was so encouraging as we thought about it to see how it really just flows together. But, you know, uh, I was... I was stuck with what comes first. Is it the evangelist shares the gospel and we have disciples? Or if that's the case, where does the, the evangelist come from? Is it a disciple creating that teaching and allowing for an evangelist? So what was really freeing was in realizing they flow together to see um, just the example of Christ. So where, where does it start? It starts with what Jesus did and how he, he just ignited the whole thing. He came and picked his disciples and he taught them, lived life with them, showed them the meaning of being like Jesus. And then, then here on in Acts chapter 1, he disappoints them and says, I'm leaving, but don't worry. I'm leaving me with you, the Holy Spirit. And, and I love the fact, Ted, that, um, and this, this to me is about learning how to share the gospel and how it's not really intimidating because they were just hanging out together because they didn't know what it all meant. And while they were there, the Holy Spirit came and it changed them. And suddenly they started speaking uh, in the language of all the people around them. I mean, it was quite the thing. So here's what I'm getting to. When the people saw the change in them, they asked the first of two important questions. What's this mean? And so Peter stood up and he said, well, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what he did. And, and then what he will do. And then they asked the second important question, which was, well, what should we do? And that naturally led into Peter introducing them to repentance and being baptized and the forgiveness of sin, and they will receive the Holy Spirit. So here's, here's what that meant to me, Ted, was it was encouraging that they're not intimidating, impossible things. It's about walking with Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit's work. And we would hope that people would come and say, what does this mean? And then eventually say, what should I do? So I hope that makes sense. That's about the process flowing together and sharing the gospel. 
Does that I make think, sense? Yeah, it does. It does, Ken. And thanks for sharing that. As you were sharing, I think in my mind, I had probably put discipleship and evangelism in different buckets and didn't didn't even see the connection necessarily between the two. But as I was reading the other day, I came across this verse in Romans and it, it seemed to it seemed to me to tie it together. It said, for whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we're talking about the, the path to salvation. But then he says, but how shall they call on him of who they have not believed? And how are they going to believe on him of who they have not heard? And how are they going to hear without a preacher? And how are they going to preach except they're sent? And, and it just kind of made that connection to, to, in my mind anyway, that the necessity of, of both, right? Evangelism and discipleship. In other words, you can't disciple someone who's not evangelized, who hasn't heard the gospel or had the gospel preached to them. But the necessity of then after having preached the gospel to someone, having shared, shared the truth of, of the gospel with someone, the necessity for them then to grow in Christ and to be discipled. And so it was, it was just really good to, um, yeah, as we went through the book together, just to, to see the connection between the two and, and see it in scripture, then it really comes alive to me. Well, you know, I don't know if you were convicted or I know we were, but I think for, for me since then, um, the practice or the, the, uh, the conviction to, to live this out like the mm-hmm. disciples did, like we can, you know, today. So, so I'm, I'm wondering about the pe- people listening. Uh, I was, I'm wondering, are you afraid to invite people to church? And if, if we are, why, why is that? You know, I think studying this, thinking about what evangelism means or what the, what the benefit would be, you, you have to remember and give credit to the fact that it's the Holy Spirit's work. It's the Holy Spirit working in our lives and helping us live in a way that would make people say, hey, what does that mean? Uh, and then the inviting people to our home uh, in a safe place, having them over for dinner or going to dinner with them and building a relationship and or maybe inviting them over with some of our friends, our brothers and sisters, and then, you know, then to church to worship. But our motive, at least what I've been thinking about, Ted, is my motive has to be about the gospel. And I think it comes from being a disciple ourselves and, you know, learning about our salvation and and wanting that for other people. Then we see it differently. We We really truly want them to to ask the question, what should I do and show them the way? So that role of the Holy Spirit, I think, is the, is the encouraging part to me and the conviction that I can be an evangelist. Absolutely. You know, as you, as you, as you shared there, the courage that those people had, as we read about in, in the first part of Acts, uh, to share the gospel. Here they were, they were persecuted, they were being spread abroad, uh, not because they were choosing to, but because they were literally um, being chased out of towns and 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 being persecuted. And yet, what did they do? They they followed scripture uh, precisely as Christ had instructed them to. As they went, they shared, they preached the gospel, they shared it. And um, what a an, an incredible way that the gospel was then spread 
um, even in the face of persecution. But we just see the courage of of men like like Ananias when when the Spirit directed him to go to Paul and 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 disciple him after he had come to faith and and just what a what a testimony that is. And and sometimes I wonder, you know, maybe we, maybe we categorize um, speaking it and and uh, and living it, but the reality of it is. Um, those are connected to, we, we preach the gospel to ourselves. We model it, we preach it to others and, uh, that's all, it's all tied together. So, um, yeah, well, I think, you know, I, I like that example of Ananias and, um, but think about it, you know, the good news is, is that as God is working around us in all of us, um, like, like with Peter and, uh, where's that at in Acts chapter 10 or so where um, there, there's a guy that it was not on his mind to go to the Gentiles. It just, mm-hmm. that's not who he was. And, you know, he's praying one day and the Holy spirit comes and gives him a vision about what is clean and unclean. And, and then God's work and the Holy spirit's working to Cornelius and he comes and, and through all that, you know, Peter says, God is not a respecter of persons. Um, and the gospel was for the Jews and the Gentiles and all mankind. And so I have to remember that as I observe other people and not be judgmental and to, and to care and to see as God moves us into places and to people that, you know, he loves too. So um, that's been very, very encouraging actually. Yeah. You know, there's another great example of, of the spirit just moving and, and maybe we've experienced that too, right? In our lives where the spirits moved us, maybe we were obedient to it or maybe, maybe we ducked and, and, and didn't, but yeah. um, like the spirit moved to uh, Philip. He says, uh, go join yourself to that, that chariot there, that, that uh, um, carriage. And with the Ethiopian eunuch, that would have been very intimidating. I think um, here would have been a, a position of, of pretty, pretty high authority and, and, and power. And, and, and yet, there was a need there. The spirit saw the need. He directed Philip to go and Philip went, but there's another time in, in scripture, another Ken that is fascinating to me also. And that's when the spirit said, don't go where Paul was. He was wanting to go to Bithynia yeah. and the spirit said, Nope, not there. I want you to go to Macedonia instead. And so he did. But uh, it's just, it just shows the the necessity of, of relying on the spirit of God to, to direct both evangelism as we preach the gospel, as we share the truth with others, but also the Spirit's work in our lives as He yeah. sanctifies us through the, the power of His Spirit. Yeah. Ted, when I was experiencing the study of Acts and then even thinking about this topic today, I you know, I I, I know we're all alike. I think many people have wondered about evangelism and you know, the word discipleship and what it means. And I would hope that today, giving some thought to this, that it would be an encouragement to everyone that, and maybe conviction, some conviction. But the beauty of this is, is that it's just, it's part of our transformation. We are where we are. Our perspective is our perspective. But believing in this gift of God, this Holy Spirit, and diving deeper into what does it mean to be a disciple and how can I follow Christ and how can I grow and how, how can I help other people grow? That will lead us to the place he wants us and he will direct our paths. And then we won't see race or 
or economic differences or political differences, but we will be in the spirit and, and helping others. So I just would encourage everyone to, to live a life that makes people ask, what is that? What does this mean? And, and what should I do? I appreciate that, Ken. You know, the, um, the gratitude that we have in our heart for what Christ has done for us, it really moves us or should move us to want to share. And while we recognize the gift of evangelism in, in individuals, there are people that are gifted that way. The reality of it is every one of us have been called to share what God has done. And there's nothing, uh, in, in my mind, there's just nothing greater than personal testimony of what Christ has done. I think of Paul and the, the journey that he was on after he uh, was struck down in, on his way to Damascus and how that impacted him. What a great example. And he used it many, many times to share the gospel with others. I'm reminded of Brother Ted of um, we are a body of believers bound together. And I think what that means is as we are gifted in just the right way that we grow deeper in our knowledge of our Savior, which is really being discipled or growing in Him. But then we we do share the gospel, that we do accept the responsibility individually and as a church. But here's the good news. We are a church working together. When we invite a couple, when we invite a person, when we share the gospel and they come to know Jesus— we work together. We share the load. We use our gifts as the body of Christ to nurture that new convert, that new believer, as they grow in the Lord, and then they become a discipler and an evangelist also. Let's never forget that it's because of the Holy Spirit that we are alive. The grace of God flows in our lives, and we then can live this out as a body of believers bound together. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your interest and also welcome your comments. To share your feedback or episode ideas, go to the settings menu in AC Central, select user feedback, and when the web page opens, click the feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.